Deep Knitter contains explicit content. It is also fact-checked-ish. We try our best. Listener discretion is advised. This is Deep Nerder, the podcast where we talk about true crime, nostalgia, murder. These are your hosts, Kelsey. I'm Jill. And I'm Britt. Booyah. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed in the coffin. All right. So now that I've talked about my shame, shame, what's our what's our topic this week? Uh, this week we're keeping it city, <laughs> and we're keeping it mythological. Mm-hmm. So we are hitting up some urban legends. Nice. Typically, also that sick ass movie that used to scare the bejeez out of me when I was younger. Yo, <laughs> you know it's funny when we when we were like we're gonna do this. <clears throat> excuse me, we're we're gonna do this topic, and I had to. I was like, oh fuck, I have to rewatch that movie where they put the dog in the microwave. I was very, very not thrilled about it. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be scary. I don't want to watch that scene. I already know I'm gonna fast forward through that scene. But then putting it on, not scary at all. So I had like I also rewatched it. Which is why you were confused yeah. uh, just before we started recording because <laughs> I'm not on the movie portion. But I had some weird like memories of things being like a lot worse or being different of this movie. And then when I rewatched it, it was like that weird. Is it like a mandala? Is it called a mandala effect where like we all thought Fruit of the Loom had like a cornucopia in the logo and then apparently it like don't? Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's correct. Like the Berenstein, Berenstein. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I had one with. There's a part where like a Nokia cell phone rings. Go on. And in my head, it always went. You know. Mhm. Fucking didn't in the movie. So now I'm like, where did I get that from? I don't know. Oh. I don't believe in the Mandela effect. I just know that I don't remember things properly. Yeah, I believe in, I have had a lot of concussions and I partake in, um, I don't want to say a lot and I don't want to say a little, but I do partake in marijuana. Oh, you know. But yeah, no, that movie was like, rewatching it, I will say the, um, what's his face? The uh, Dawson's Creek. What's his name? Josh Hartnett. No. (laughs) Joshua Jackson. I said it with such confidence. I was like, yes. No, it fucking wasn't at all. Joshua Jackson. There's that that scene where he's in the in the truck with uh, the other young actress, and like he goes when he turns the music on, the Dawson's Creek music blast. Oh my god! Yes. (laughs) I like lost it. I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I realized that when I first watched the movie because I was so like, oh my god, it's so scary. And then hundred percent didn't. Yeah, no, now it's like funny shit. I actually really enjoyed rewatching it because it's pretty ridiculous. I highly recommend it. So it has a banger cast. And yeah, I was gonna say banger cast. Tara Reed. Tara Reed looks fucking good. Oh my god, Tara fucking Reed. Yeah. We have Jared Leto. I was gonna say baby Jared Leto. We have Rebecca Gayhart. Like yeah. this oh. off the chain. There are some good ass people in this movie. Yeah. Lots, lots of lots of super cool uh like 
early kind of 90 or mid 90s to like early 2000s actors and actresses. Yeah. So Urban Legend is a 1998 slasher film directed by Jamie Blanks, written by Silvio Horta, and it stars Jared Leto, Jared Leto, Alicia Witt, or perhaps Alicia Witt, depending on how you say that. She was so pretty too, or she is pretty. But yeah. Yeah. Rebecca Grayhart and Tara Reed. And this is the it was actually the first installment in the Urban Legend series. The plot focuses on a series of murders on the campus of this private New England university, all of which, excuse me, appear to be molded after popular urban legends. So in addition to the younger cast, the film also has uh, performances from Robert England, Loretta Devine, and John Neville. So the, the movie was actually filmed in Toronto in 98, which is cool. That's cool. I didn't know that. I did not know that. And then released in the United States on September 25th, 98. It grossed 72.5 million worldwide on a budget of 14 million. And received generally negative reviews from critics. (laughs) So everyone was like, take my money. And then they're like, we hate it. They're like, can I have my money back? Yeah. I know you took my money, but I'd immediately like it back, please. Yeah. The the film has been credited by both cinema and folklore scholars as being one of the first major films to redistribute the urban legends and folklore depicted back to the public. So there was also a couple sequels that were made. So they did... so. They did a 2000 sequel called Urban Legends Final Cut, and they did a 2005 sequel called Urban Legends Bloody Mary. I feel like I've seen Final Cut, but I don't remember it. I I actually agree with you. Like, I feel like I saw it, mm-hmm. but I have no fucking clue what it was about. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I like a sleepover or something. Yeah, we, so this movie was a movie, like, uh, where I met my best friend is, like, a campsite in Mission, and we had to pretend we were Norwegian <laughs> to get to it, and it was Mission. amazing, in Mission, and we had, um, like, because we all had trailers or tents, so we all had, like, those TVs with the built-in VHS players, and, like, you're camping, so you have, like, the most limited selection of fucking movies, and we had Urban Legend, Nice. I remember we used to, like, all get in, like, a tent and watch it when it was, like, raining. And part of me is, like, what kind of sick kids were we that we were, like, let's sit in the middle of a campsite in the dark in a tent and let's all watch a movie about murderers. And, like, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was fucking nine years old for sure. That's what we did. Like, That's what we did. And, like, we all need therapy now. Oh, my God. And, like, even, even re- like, rewatching these old movies where... Like, what? when did this come out again? I just said this, but when did it come out again? Yeah, so 98. So, like, like the sexism is rampant, and, like, it's just, it's just, like, how did we survive? Oh, my God. That scene where he takes, Joshua Jackson takes yes. her in the car, and, like, exactly. he tries to put the moves on her twice. She blatantly says no, and then she has to punch him in the face so he'll fuck off. Yeah. Sir! Yeah, and that's fine. 
Yeah, it was like, oh, just brush it off. And I'm like, he's lucky. Well, I was going to say he's lucky that she didn't kill him, but, like, um, he yeah, died. Yeah, he so, die. like, also. But also, dude, um, your character was a rapist. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, hi, bleached hair Chuck Bass. How are you? Yo. It's so nice uh, to see you again. Yeah, no good, no good, no good. So, the plot. So, the plot of the movie. It is at Pendleton University. There's a student named Michelle Mancini, and she is decapitated by a stranger in the backseat of her car. So this is how it starts. That's part. There's someone yeah, in dude. the backseat. I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, ooh. Like well, somebody also, also, like, you can't talk. He's stuck. The, the poor man. Okay so, it's, okay, so let's rewind for a second. So this is like a gas, sta- gas station attendant. He has a stutter. He has trouble, like, making words. He's trying so hard to tell this stupid Ugh. girl that there's somebody in the backseat of her car to save her ass. And then in true basic crazy white girl fashion, she attacks him. <laughs> because he can't talk good and yeah. looks funny. Yes. Dumb, dumb. Anyway, so, so the stranger in the backseat of the car conveniently manages to swing a full-on battle axe to cut her head off, which, I mean, realistically, that doesn't make sense because there's not enough room to do that. The way it came out of the car makes yeah, no fucking so. sense it's on how it hit her. It would have hit her in the neck. Yeah, like it would have clunked her in the head. Like, yeah. <laughs> Drama. So good. Yeah, so so that's how the movie opens. <laughs> in true 98 <laughs> fashion. Oh in a rain, in a rainstorm, always in a rainstorm, and then it, we end up and back on our like at the school campus, and everyone's in this weird coffee shop that's like very reminiscent of Friends. They're like on leather couches. I actually had a hard time kind of figuring out where they were. I think they're in like just like the school, and that's just like a hangout area, like yeah. couches. Apparently, it's like the campus coffee shop, but to me, it reminded me of Ethical Addictions, <laughs> like Central Perk. Yes. Um, and the, so one of the students, Parker, he's talking to his friends, Natalie and Brenda, and they're talking about a story about a massacre. Basically, they're just like going over old urban legends or things that had happened around the schools. There's specifically one called Stanley Hall, which was an abandoned dormitory. And then there is a journalist student because like, why the hell not, which is played by Jared Leto. So Paul and Paul starts to like discredit that as an urban legend. So Paul's kind of poking holes in things, but also he's kind of a wiener. He's like so over the top. Oh, he's so extra. Like, do you have anything you want to report on this? Can I get the scoop from you? And I'm like, calm the fuck down there, buckaroo. Yeah. But also I couldn't stop looking at his perfect little ski slope nose. Oh my God. He's so beautiful. Every time he turned sideways, I was like, your nose is so cool. Like, look at that thing. He's such a pretty guy. Like, if you dropped water on his face, it would perfectly trail down the middle of his nose. Oh, 100%. Not mine. (laughs) Well, mine maybe, but his is better. Mine has a lump in it. As we all check our noses. (laughs) I know, I'm like, I'm obsessively touching my nose now and becoming more aware of, like, the big lump in it from where it's been broken. I didn't know you broke your nose. I have broken my nose three times. How? How? Yeah. Oh, your girl, well, number one, rugby. Shout out to oh. my teammate who headbutted me. Nice. And then number two, um, when I was in my early 20s, I like my favorite thing to do was get in bar fights. Oh, in your white t-shirt? 
in my freshly cut off white sleeve H&M shirt. Yep. Uh, no, just like I would just go to the club and something happened and it would be like fight. And then it would just be like, oh, your nose is it would break in the same spot every time. You are way too like, pretty to be breaking your nose that often. Uh, I was scrappy. I had a lot of issues I had to work through. Um, therapy would have been great for me at that age. I, like, I'm upset right now for calling my friend short. <laughs> you fought people. Yeah. And broke your face. Yeah. I used my face a lot. Whatever. Okay. It's fine. Okay. So, Jared Leto, wienery little journalism student. Okay. So, when Michelle Mancini's murder gets out and everyone's like all like, oh no, this person died. The campus police and like the dean, they're kind of determined to like, I guess like slow it down, kind of bury the story. But then obviously it spreads everywhere. And the Joshua Jackson character, he ends up so I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So what's what's her name? Natalie. Natalie. So Natalie, the redhead, who is played by, where is her beautiful face? Alicia Witt. Okay. So she knew the, the young lady that died, Mancini. And so Joshua Jackson attempts to take her out, like tries to kind of, we just talked about this. He's like in the car. He's like, oh, you need to be loved. Like, like whatever. Fakes- Fake yeah. consoles her so he yeah. put the moves on her because he's like, oh, she's sad. She'll definitely put it out. God, yeah, that's exactly what happens. And he pretends that his he had like a dead girlfriend or something. Just fucking stupid. For like five seconds. I'm like, oh, yeah, he has a dead girlfriend. Then I'm like, nope. You can tell he's a douche because his hair is bleached and he wears like a puka shell necklace. He looks like he's in 4 before 4. He does. He looks yeah. like he wants to be in B4-4. Yeah, is that what it's, it's B44? Sorry. B44, because there's three of them. It's B44. Right, right. B44. Three. Oh, clever. Ah, stupid boys. Okay. So, yeah, so he's like putting the moves on her. She shut, like you mentioned earlier, she shuts him down and punches him in the face. He gets mm-hmm. out of the car to take a piss. And then, uh, for some reason in the 90s, we were really into like killers wearing big puffy coats. Oh my god, parkas. Yes, always parkas. Always. I was thinking about that. I'm like, or like I think, a I know what you did last summer. He wore like a rain slicker. Exactly. <laughs> a big weird coat. It was always a big weird coat. A coat with so, a hood. Yeah. So like like somebody in a parka fucking shows up and strings him up <laughs> later. <laughs> uh kind of felt bad for him because when she drove away the rope strung him up but oh it was know. like classic catch 22 move where like if she drove the car forward it would pull his noose tighter so like yeah. if she tried to get away it would kill him but if she stayed she'd die yeah well he tried to rape her so you know Peace out. bye sorry dawson's creek anyways when natalie gets back to school she's like panicking she contacts the police everyone shows up to go find damon's body he's not there they can't find any body which i still think is super weird because like where did you put the body okay so this is something i noticed and it happens a lot in like those 90s and like early 2000s killer movies Mm -hmm. (laughs) too much um where like people are like there and then suddenly you're they're not and they're mm-hmm. like, the body's there, and then suddenly it's not, and everything is cleaned up. And I'm just like, 
okay, if we're not going to involve paranormal activities, at least make this fucking plausible. Yeah. Because there is no way that the killer would be able to, like, cover up car tracks, number one. Cover up car tracks, make it look like they're not covered up. Then remove a noose and a body and broken glass from the mm-hmm. scene of the crime. The windshield. Within, like, let's say an hour? They'd be vacuuming the grass. Fuck, I can't do anything in an hour. No, but not, I mean, for sure. But, like, even even if it, even if it was, pl- like, pretend for a second it was plausible, you would literally be, like, vacuuming the dirt. Yeah, you'd have to, like, vacuum the dirt, then, like, have something that would sort the glass out. Then you'd have to, like, leaf blow all the dirt back. Yeah. And then somehow also take a body with no drag marks or footprints, like, out of the middle of the nowhere woods. Well, and also, spoiler alert, this whole entire podcast, it was a woman. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm not saying we're not strong. We're strong, but like, she's no, a she's little, she's, she's a, a tiny lady. Yeah. She's an early 2000s woman. She yeah. has no body fat. She, she looks no great. Muscle. Everybody just wants to be like, this is the lanky era. Mm-hmm. So like, she ain't carrying no fucking dead weight corpse. Ab- so. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Like I tried on my birthday. I tried to fireman carry and squat my best friend emily and she throwed a dead weight move and it like almost knocked me over yeah a hundo so if it's if it's truly (laughs) dead weight i don't think the early 2000s late 90s physique is pulling that type of weight absolutely not no but i mean maybe prove me wrong okay prove us wrong yeah, so that happens. So later, Natalie, this part, this this scene, I was like, the fuck? So Natalie goes home. She has, like, a kind of gothy roommate named Tosh. Oh, my and, God. I yeah. love She gives me, like, Christina Ricci from, like, Wednesday Adams goes to college vibes. Yeah, so good. I love her. I fucking so, love she's goth. Natalie goes like she's already been told that she's wrong she's been shut down by the authorities and by campus police which is kind of pooey and she comes home here's tosh having sex and she's like oh i've walked in on this before and like as she comes in like you can hear tosh struggling but i'm like i probably would have turned the lights on because it didn't really sound like she was having sex it sounded like she was being choked (laughs) Which, I probably wouldn't have turned the lights on. I I would have probably been like, you good? You good? I probably would have left. I mean, I wouldn't have crawled into bed and put on my fucking discman. True, true, because that's exactly what she did. But I guess they had a different relationship, and that's what the script was. But I I just feel like if I heard that, I probably would have been like, you good? You good? Oh, you're such a better roommate than me. I just, you know, especially, well, I mean, given her current situation where this is happening to her, I probably absolutely would have double checked. But instead, she just like crawls into bed and puts her, like you said, Discman headphones in. How loud is your Discman that you can't hear anything around you, but you can sleep through a crime? Mm-hmm. Like, I when I, I listen to like, stand-up comedy to fall asleep at night and it is on the second level up it's like silent and then one level like one click of my iphone that's the level i listen to at night yeah small small level one small level and one level higher than that is like way too fucking loud like i feel like i'm deaf yeah we're not at a spin class come on how is she doing that 
don't know. Maybe they had some like really beefy noise canceling headphones back then that you and I just missed out on. Aren't I wearing some? That's why I have to have one off is because then I can't hear anything around me. I realized I have to have one off when I record so I can make sure I properly enunciate. Oh, uh, I uh, I don't know if you know this, but I speak loudly. I do know. Yes. <laughs> and then I don't know if anybody knows that. If you're listening, just so you know, I'm the loud one. It's Jill. Uh, Sometimes I'm loud, though. But I have to have, like, one ear off or else I, like, scream. That's why our first, ep- like, few episodes are so, f- I'm so fucking loud. Fair. Apologies. If you've made it this far, like, you're the VIP. I will join your Patreon per month for you to listen to us. We'll pay you to listen to us. Yeah, I'll pay you at this point. <laughs> we just want, like, a HelloFresh sponsorship. Come on. Oh, my God. Are me undies? <laughs> I just Give want something I can use. Yeah, I just want tacky underwear. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So anyway, she wakes up in the morning. Natalie wakes up. Her friend has been like slaughtered. There's like writing on the wall. What does the blood on the wall say? Aren't you glad you didn't turn the lights on? Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, like aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights or something? Meanwhile, I must add that through all of this, (laughs) there's no conversation of therapy. She speaks to no counselors. Like it's just like it's the nineties. You just tough it out, kid. Yo, like, and you, you wonder why, like, we're all fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we wanted to be like the brooding, cool, like, Mr. Mysterious. Right. Emo was so fucking cool. Cause we were all like, yeah. It it was the only place we fit in. It was like, yeah, it was our puzzle piece. Like, this is, this is what it looks like no matter what you want to (laughs) do. And now we all only think about the things we used to have. We all have ridiculous tattoos and we all are like, we need therapy for sure. All the time, once a week. Yeah, I'll get there. It's fun. It feels good. Okay. So yeah, so that happens. And then the police show up and the police are like, "Mm." she was super depressed and she was on medication. So probably a suicide. She's goth. Yeah. She wanted to die. Exactly. So stupid. So stupid. Like, again, we've already said this, but rewatching, I'm like, the holes in this movie. <laughs> oh my God. I can't, I don't want to make fun of the writer, but I'm like, come on. It was good for its time, but now we're, we've evolved beyond that. Was it good for its time? Was it? I don't, I was nine. Everything was good at that time. That's true. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Yeah. That happens. And then, so, Natalie starts, she confides in Brenda that Michelle was her, so Mancini was her high school friend. Ooh, Brenda. Learning, learning things. And the two had received a probation. So here, I I missed a part. So when when the cops are talking to her, she, the cops bring up the fact that she had, or the, sorry, the dean, I think it was brought up that she had a, uh, what was it? Uh, What was her... Uh, misorderly conduct or oh she had like danger. a criminal offense no it's not misorderly conduct it was a disorderly conduct yeah like with three to a crime or something yeah like like pu- like public endangerment or some shit um anyway so then when she's confiding in brenda and she's like yeah actually michelle mancini and i we were really really good friends and michelle was driving my car and um she wanted to play this game where you keep your headlights off, which is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. But she says oh like, Oh my God, a nightmare. If you're yeah. going to be behind a car, you fucking obey all the rules. Yeah. 
But they, she said it, she said it was like a gang thing where like gang people, gang members would turn their headlights off until someone flashed their headlights at them. And then when someone flashed, they would turn around and chase them. Yeah, it's initiation for new gang members because the person that flashed you back, the new gang member would have to kill them. Yeah. So these two stupid white girls are like, yep, this sounds like a good time. So they did that. So Michelle's driving um, what's-her-face's car, Natalie's car, and she starts, like, chasing this dude. And because they're chasing this guy in the middle of the night, flashing their headlights, he fucking runs off the road and dies. (laughs) Yep. But because they're minors, they get off with, like, what was it like? What did I just say? They got, like, probation. Yeah, it was, like, reckless. Reckless endangerment or something. They're fucking stupid. They're stupid. Okay. So that's what she tells Brenda. Okay, now where was I? Confides in Brenda. Probation. Headlights. Okay. So Paul, meanwhile, investigates Paul. We know Jared Leto. Cool journalist guy. He's investigating the local urban legends and discovers that the Stanley Hall massacre was actually, in fact, real. And Professor Wexler, a professor of American folklore, was its only survivor. Professor Wexler is weird as fuck. He's so creepy. He's like a little he's kind of like that teacher who's like a bit too into what they're teaching. Yeah. It's like they don't like it. They love it. So Dean Adams ends up murdered in the campus parking garage. Now, this scene was probably one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) Because he he like. What is he? What happens? He's trying to get into his car, and then the guy's under his car and like gets him Ooh, in the Achilles. Fucking slashes the Achilles, and yeah. that's like, huh? That's like my biggest fear. They do that in Hostel. Oh, oh, a night. No. He's like, he's like, and then he's like crawling away, and then they put the car in drive, and then the <laughs> car's like slowly. He could have just rolled away out of the way, like. <laughs> it's like that it's like that scene in Austin Powers where the guy gets like smushed no! by the steamroller and it's yeah, like a ten exactly. minute like no like exactly, exactly. like exactly. just roll sideways. Yeah. Just like like barrel roll some way. Some like Romeo Romeo Michelle fucking high school reunion dance barrel roll out of the way. But he doesn't and he keeps crawling and then he ends up conveniently on the spike strips and then as the car reaches the spike strips. <laughs> They go up into his back and it's like oh that would suck it would fucking suck that'd be a bad time sucks to be the parking attendant totally sucks to be that parking attendant again no therapy all right so he gets murdered in the campus parking garage and then this character reese later finds wexler's body what am i getting confused here Oh, okay, yeah. So Wexler's body... What? No, sorry. Reese later finds Wexler's office in disarray, covered in blood. The security guard. Oh, she's so badass. Yeah. So there's, like, she's, like, in there, and she's calling the police. She's like, fuck, there's blood everywhere. They're like, are you sure? It's like, yes, I'm fucking sure. I'm very fucking sure. Also, this this movie was very, very whitewashed, but that one specific character is a person of color, and she was constant through the whole thing, and I loved her. They did stereotype a lot of the characters. 
They stereotyped every character. Like, every single character is a stereotype. But I do appreciate the movie for what it is at face value. It's but not deep. There's nothing deep they, about it. If they redid it, I know the casting would be different on all the characters. Oh my god, know? totally. Um, Alright, so meanwhile, Natalie, Brenda, and Sasha attend a fraternity party coinciding the massacre's 25th anniversary. So at this point... Uh, what's his name? Paul? Did I say Paul? I'm messing up my names. That's okay. Where's my cast? Yes, Paul. So Paul and Natalie are convinced it's the their Professor Wexler. They're like, yeah, this is it's got to be him. He's doing this. He was there. He's a survivor. He's off the chart. So while they're at this party, they're phoning the authorities to try to let them know like something's gonna happen. And the the university, in true '90s fashion, has already informed the local local t- police department that it's Halloween and the students will be calling, making fake threats. Oh my God! Could you imagine giving the cops like a just so you know the students are going to be making a lot of prank calls this weekend, and the cops are like, "No worries, we won't send any help." Exactly. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So. As all of that's happening, we have Tara Reed's gorgeous character. What is her name in the film? Tara Reed. Oh, like Sasha? Or yeah, something? sorry, Sasha Thomas. So Sasha Thomas is like the radio host, and she has like the most gorgeous like bedroom voice. Yeah, she has like sexy radio. Even when she screams, she sounds hot. It's very odd. She has vocal fry when she screams like her screams never sound like real screams they always just sound like Josie and the Pussycat like ah! screams this is how she sounds though that's just her, how she sounds yeah I like that's it what they sound like. so they're all at the party Tara Reed leaves the party because she's like I gotta go work on my radio show which I thought was weird but anyways and she takes a couple calls the call gets cut and then she ends up getting like chased around the building and like smashed in the face with an axe all while Natalie witnesses from outside because like, obviously right like right place, right time. (laughs) Um, But while this is happening, so Natalie and what is her face? uh, Brenda. Oh my God. Fucking Brenda. End up taking off with Paul. And at this point they think that, or sorry. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Natalie thinks that perhaps this is Paul that's doing all this shit. Oh, this this movie does a lot of those like everybody showing up at weird times. Yeah, also got ahead of us. Like Scream does. Um, I fully skipped the dog in the microwave scene on purpose. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I I I didn't notice you skipped it, but I'm glad you did. Yeah. So there is that. That does happen right before um, right before Natalie and Brenda take off with Paul. There's like that horrible dog in the microwave scene where like what's his face? Um, what's that guy's name? What does he do? Parker. He gets Parker. like a phone. He gets a phone call, and it's like, "Did you hear that urban legend? The lady that tried to dry her oh, dog." and yeah. he's like, "Oh, let me guess. This is the one where the babysitter's home alone and keeps getting calls from inside the house." And then yes. the killer's like, "No, this is the one about the old lady who tried to dry off her wet dog by putting him in the microwave." Yeah, I just skipped past it, and, and then. then- the it's, killer shows up in the oh. parka, drags him into the bathroom, puts like a, uh, what is it, like a What's funnel a down his throat with Drano? A beer bong. A beer bong with Drano? 
Yeah. And pop yeah. rocks. And then you learn that this is a lady later and you're like, how did you do that? How did no, you I'm, just force? I mean, like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to say that like, we're not strong, but like, he's a, like we already discussed, this is the early 2000s, late 90s build of a woman. <laughs> like, she's teeny weeny. It's just not, it's not, maybe she's just really super strong. It's because she got those crazy eyes. She does have crazy eyes. She that, that like little light flick in her eyes. We're like, nope. Yeah, I see she that. I see that. Okay. So that happened. Like what I skipped, and I skipped while I was rewatching it because no one wants to see an animal in a microwave. So fuck that shit. But yeah. So Brenda and Natalie and Paul jump in the truck, car, station wagon, and get the fuck out. And um. Paul goes into a gas station and there's a phone ringing, as you mentioned earlier, in the back, in the hatchback. And they go, Natalie and Brenda go to investigate and then they find the dead body of their professor. Yeah, they're like, something smells weird. Yeah. And I, I swear to God, whenever I think of urban legends, I think, oh, it's the phone with the Nokia cell phone, like, serial killer scene. Ha, ha, ha. Like, it's like, I don't know why, but I associate them together. It must be in something else. If you know what it is, can you message us, listeners? Maybe it's Scream or, like, I know what you did last summer. It was just, like, a standard, like, house phone. I don't know. And... I know what you did last summer was too. It's it's not those, but it's something like them. And I thought it was this. Hmm. We'll have to uh, revisit. You know where to contact us. Uh, yeah. Keep listening. I'll say it at the end. So that happens. They get all weird about Paul. Uh, Natalie takes off. Well, they both take off, but then Brenda vanishes and she's like just screaming. Natalie keeps running. And when I was watching them, I'm like, would I leave my friend if they were just, like, screaming? Uh, Like, number one, as soon as somebody got killed once, I would have been like, well, I'm out. Well, yeah, no, no, exactly. But we're, we're but, this far in, so here we no, are. No, I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have left them. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think. I wouldn't have just fucked off. I would have been like, okay, we'll stay together because two is more than one. Yeah, and if I have the opportunity to huck a plant basin at someone's head, I will do it. Oh my god, and if I need to outrun somebody, at least I have you as bait. All I need to do is <laughs> over and bitch, yeah. I'm out. Do you not do you never think that? Sometimes I think that about the people I'm with. I'm like, if somebody started chasing us, who would I like who is <laughs> who do I need to sacrifice for me to get out? My eyes are so big right now. My my worst case scenario, I'm like, it's Emily and I have to go get her. I have to go get her. Oh, like worst case scenario, if I don't like you that much in the friend group, like I definitely am like if somebody were to chase us, I would try and trip you. No. So we could leave. Okay. Sometimes you have to sacrifice one for hey, the greater good. I get it. I just know not to run near you ever. No, just outrun me. I just I probably could. I'm pretty athletic. You a hundred percent could. I do yeah. not do cardio. I'm not I mean you could be freaky athletic. No. Like a sleeper. Absolutely. Just like my thumbs. Just from video games? Yeah, 100%. Just from Breath of the Wilding. <laughs> you can say, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. They're running away. And as they're running away, like I mentioned before, um, Tara Reed 
Sasha Thomas is getting murdered, and that's how Natalie shows up outside the building. She's like, oh my god, there she is. She also does, Tara Reid also does a, like, a really cool drop, where you're like, did she break her leg? Looks like she did, and then she's walking around, so. Ugh, in those plat- chunky platform shoes. I, I saw that, and I'm like, I need those. That's why I wear flat shoes everywhere. If you chase me, they're tied tight, and they're flat. I got good traction. No heels Dude, for Jill. I can, I can run in platforms and heels. I can't well enough to not be the first person that goes down. Well, there's there's a really politically incorrect term, I would say, but I won't. But I can. I could just book it in those things. Walk a mile in those shoes. Yeah. Walk a okay. mile in these Louboutins. Oof. Red bottoms. Want some of this. Okay. So they end up passing back by Stanley Hall, and Natalie hears Brenda screaming um in the building and then she find ends up finding like corpses of her friends outside the building. Oh my god, so, yeah, they're everywhere. It's a whole thing. It's like what the fuck is happening? Like and why none does of them are rotten? No, they're all just perfect. Yeah. They're just chilling. So like how did the bodies get back there? Uh she she obviously carried them herself. Yeah, over her back. Okay. Uh along with a apparently dead Brenda, so like Brenda's body is also just chilling there. Oh, just laying splayed on a mattress. Yeah, exactly. Out, outstretched on a bed. Um, however, Natalie, uh, however, Brenda ends up knocking Natalie unconscious moments later, which is pretty interesting. And then when Natalie comes to, uh, Brenda reveals herself as the killer, and then oh. Natalie is tied to a mattress herself. I remember yeah. thinking that was such a wild plot twist. Like, whenever I'd watch it, I'd just be like, man, I can't believe it's Brenda. It's fucking crazy. Like, for a second, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Paul. Paul. Oh, I know. The whole time you're like, it's fucking Paul. He's trying to make his own, like, news story. Yeah. But then what I didn't like about the Brenda thing was, like, they're like, Brenda's crazy. So they, like, had her have, like, her crazy natural curly hair just, like, going insane. It's yeah, like, they so made that... her, like, hair wild so yeah. she looked wild. Because, like, it's Rebecca like... Gayhart has, like, big eyes. Yeah, but it's like, why did why did a big amount of frizzy hair associate her with being a, a crazy serial killer? Because she's wild looking. Uh, I was, there was so many better ways to depict that. With like Mel B from the Spice Girls, she like yeah, but, has hands down like the biggest hair all the time, and then they put it in those little like cat ears, space buns. Yeah, but she's but, not. She's beautiful and amazing, and I love her. And and that, oh yeah, but they her hair makes her wild. Rebecca Gayhart just makes it like crazy wild. I just think there could have been better ways to depict it. Yeah, bald. She just shave her head. She just right shaves there. her head. Blank. While she stares at Natalie in the face and just, like, shaves her head. Pulls a full um, Royal Tenenbaums and just razor blades her skull. Yes. I like it. Okay. I did that today at work to somebody. They walked in with, like, shoulder-length hair and were just like, I want a buzz cut. And I was like, I'm 100 fucking percent for this. (laughs) And we, like, shaved their head down to, like, a one fade. And it looked so good. And I was like, have you ever done this? And she was like, no. And I was like, I love this for you. It Good. was, like, such a highlight of my day today. Shout out to you, client. You're great. Snaps. Glad you're bald. Spirit, spirit. Nail claps. Nail claps. Nail claps. I don't have nails. It's okay. Okay, so. So, Natalie wakes up. She's tied to the bed. Brenda's, like, freaking out on top of her. And she starts to say that, not in a good way freaking out. She's, like, freaking out because she wants to kill her. Just to point that out. So, she. Yep. What? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she 
starts to explain that the the gentleman that was murdered with Natalie and Michelle Mancini was actually her fiance, and she goes into this like whole fucking spiel like. He he couldn't afford a ring, and we were gonna get married. And I'm oh like, God, bitch, yeah. you're in high school. Oh also, my god, like, you're like 17. Calm down. Totally. And like, you know, she's like, <laughs> I went to therapy. It didn't help. Okay, well, a bad therapist. Murderous you villain need more. is definitely the way to go. You need more. Yeah. Try again. It's okay. Okay. Also, like, yeah, that sucks. Your fiance died, but like, it shouldn't have been. I don't know. There's lots of things. Okay. Yeah. Kill everybody. And, and then she's like, did you hear the one about the guy that, like, met uh, the woman in the bar? And then he went home with her. And then he got she got him drunk. And then she cut out his kidney and sold on the black market. And uh, Natalie's like, yeah. And he's, she's like, yeah, well, I'm doing that to you. All your friends are urban legends. Don't you want to be one, too? Like, what the fuck? Like, what? Oh my God, right? What a specific serial killer MO. I kind of dig it. But it's then, like. So- when she's trying to cut her kidney out, it's, like, super weird and kind of uncomfortable and, like, very fake. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching Nip Tuck for weeks now, and, like, that was very fake. Mm-hmm. It was totally fake, but, I mean, the whole movie is fucking fake. What? No. <gasps> no. Oh, no. What? Santa? What? So, so as as Brenda is making very life-threatening wounds into Natalie's body, which there's... No read like she's like stabbing right into her abdomen. Like I'm so sorry. Medical science says you probably will die. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Anyways, and she's like, I don't care what organ I get. I'm just gonna go and whatever first one I see, I take. But then she's just like stabbing her. She's not cutting her. It's very. She's like, is this your kidney or is this your liver? Yeah, it's very awkward. Um, and then Reese shows up like a motherfucking hero, and ho- the security guard and holds Brenda at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And then Brenda manages to subdue Reese with a switchblade. And then, lo and behold, fuckboy Paul shows up with his, like, oh God. journalist thing. And uh, tries to convince Brenda that he's, like, he's, like, into it and he's part of it and, like, all this stuff and, like, calm her down. But Brenda's like, no, 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 Paul. And then Reese wakes up from being knocked on the floor and shoots. <laughs> yep. Brenda. And then, you know, they drive. So then they get in the car and they're driving away. They're like, the ambulance is coming. Reese is going to be safe. It's okay. They're on their way. And then fucking, oh, yeah, sorry. No, he shoots her and she falls out a window. That's what happens. Oh, my God. Brenda gets, like, shot in, like, what looks to be, like, around the stomach or chest. And then she just, like, flies through a window. Flies. Ratcheted right out a window. Breaks all the glass. Shoots wow. out of this, like, castle window. Yeah. Bye-bye. And we don't know how high they're up but presumably it looks reasonably high. Well, like at least two floors flying out backwards. Like yeah. that's not going to do a nice one on you. No. And then Paul and Natalie end up driving away like in their car and fucking Brenda's in the back seat. With oh my axe. God. She's in the fucking back movie comes straight back around. She's in the back seat with an ax looking all bonkers. Crazy. Yeah. Um. So they end up getting out of that somehow. And then it flies back to like a couple years in the future where this is an urban legend and people are telling the urban legend about all the shit that happened. And like, no one believes the the gentleman that's telling the story. And then Brenda sits up cause she's fucking timeless somehow. And it was like, I believe you, but that's not how it happened. And then she's like, I'll tell you exactly what happened. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Why do you why do you look the same age? Oh my god, you've aged none. But also, like, how much student loans do you have? Maybe she doesn't like, can't you just sneak into school? I've never been to a big campus, but I just assume you can just like walk into things. You can walk into things, but like if you're attending class, they would you or you know, you're paying. Anyways. I don't know. I've never been to fancy school. Fucking love this movie. So the urban legends that were depicted in the film. So these are the actual ones that were reenacted. So Michelle is murdered by a killer in the back seat. This legend is also referenced by various people looking in the back seat and talking about it. I don't know. I think, yeah, we both discussed this. We both look in the back seat. Yeah. Uh, I am a lady, unfortunately, for some circumstances of my life. I look at my entire car, like I look in the back seat, and then as soon as I get in, I lock the door. Me too. So coverage of Michelle's murder in the university newspaper is covered up by the dean, referencing the university cover-up on campus. And subsequent fears of the students referencing the hatchet man legend, which is an unnamed killer targeting college campuses at random. Mm-hmm. The origins of that later were traced to Richard Speck. Ooh. Interesting, right? That's Bre- cool. Yeah. Brenda and Natalie attempt to invoke Bloody Mary at the entrance of Stanley Hall. That scene was ridiculous, but I liked it. Professor Wexler suggests that eating Pop Rocks and drinking soda at the same time would, um, sorry, had caused the death of Little Mikey. Little Mikey's a fictional boy played by John Jill Christ in an American television commercial. Anyways, mm-hmm. the. Oh, sorry. The killer later reenacts this legend on Parker, substituting soda with cleaning chemicals, as we talked about. Yep, cleaning chemicals and pop rocks. Yes. Damon is hanging from a tree while Natalie is waiting in the car below. Gangs driving in their headlights turn... Oh, sorry, I should elaborate. Damon's hanging from the tree, and the rope he's hanging from is attached to her toe hitch, so if she, like we mentioned earlier, if she tries to get away, he strings up higher, and yeah. Yep. Super, super good time. Gangs driving with their headlights turned off, pursuing the first driver to flash them and running them off the road, as mentioned by Sasha in the library. It is later revealed that Natalie and Michelle did this, killing a young man. It is subsequently reenacted by the killer on Natalie and the janitor. So I I didn't include that. My bad. So when originally when Natalie's trying to get away from the killer, from Brenda... She jumps in the janitor's car, and as she's trying to drive away, she thinks it's Paul Jared Leto, but it's not. It's actually Brenda. She doesn't know at this point, but Brenda's re- Brenda reenacts that as well. She's chasing him. Okay. Natalie finds her roommate strangled to death in her bed with a note. Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? The ankle slasher under the car legend reenacted by Dean Adams which we talked about. Yes. Yep. Not a good time. A guest at the fraternity party claims that the song love roller coaster contains a real murder scream. Meanwhile, Sasha screams for her life on air during her radio broadcast. Parker finds the remains of his dog in a microwave resembling the old lady dries a wet dog in the microwave engine. The killer attempts to reenact the kidney heist on Natalie. And then there's a couple of referenced urban legends. 
So a caller to Sasha's radio show states that she replaced her roommate's birth control with baby aspirin. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. When I first heard that, I was like, oh, my God. Right. Just get your own damn fucking birth control. Fucking can't. A caller to Sasha's radio show asked about having her stomach pumped after performing oral sex and ingesting semen. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, you're going to be fine. Second of all, what the fuck are you doing calling a radio show? Okay. A couple suffering from, this is my favorite, a couple suffering from penis captivus. Oh, call into Sasha's show like what he's like his his dick is stuck inside her is that what that is I guess an occurrence during sexual intercourse when the muscles in the vagina clamp down on the penis it's like a much more yeah vagina dentata I was gonna say vagina dentata much more than is firmly usual making it impossible for the penis to withdraw from the vagina according to a 1979 article in the British Medical Journal that's a real thing my god cool I didn't know we had that strength kegels man yeah dude watch out we might just bite it off Professor Wexler discusses the babysitter and the man upstairs legend during his lecture, and Brenda claims it happened in her hometown. But now we know Brenda's a fucking liar, and who cares? Fuck Brenda. Fuck Brenda. Parker suggests placing spider eggs in bubble yum as the killer's next move. Parker's also a crazy douchebag. So, yeah, there you go. That's Urban Legends. That's how I... Urban Legend... That's my my runaround in it. I apologize I, for having some stories out of whack. I feel like I'm I want to watch the second one. I do too. Actually, I want to rewatch the first one again, and then I want to watch the other ones. I but definitely. I'm still gonna fast forward through the dog part. I rewatched the first one uh, last night because I felt like it was my honor and duty to do so. Um, also to stress you out, to make you think that you were maybe researching the wrong thing. You did do that. Yeah. I'm glad. But, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was a fun, it was a fun revisit. Very nostalgic. Uh, also like, again, we've already said this, but the fucking horrific sexist, like sexism and like rampant misogyny in those early movies is just like, Wow. Oh yeah, it's a lot. Like I'm I'm so down for Tara Reed's character, Sasha. Like I'm like, yeah, have that super like sexy radio show where you're going to give sex advice, but then like the people that are calling in, they're like, I know it's an urban legend, but they're like, I replaced my roommate's birth control with baby aspirin. Bitch, are you serious? That is the rudest thing in the world. I think you have to pay child support now. Absolutely. 100%. Wild. But yeah, good it was good it was fun it was fun joshua jackson your character was a rapey douchebag just just saying it oh yeah he knows he knows he's not dumb i definitely recommend watching it as a rewatch if you haven't seen it before i also recommend like why not give it a shot but just know you are watching like a late 90s movie but yeah i actually got my I got one of my best friend's husbands to burn it onto a DVD for me like a few months back because I really wanted to watch this movie and it was on zero streaming sites. And I was like, why would I pay like $6 for it to own it like digitally if I could just get him to burn me a DVD of it? Because we know I love DVDs. 
Totally. And now it's and on then, Netflix. Yeah, and then they, they literally mailed it to me. And, like, the week after I got it and watched it, Netflix was like, guess what we have? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, now it's on Netflix. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I was looking on Prime. I'm like, oh, it'll be on Prime or it'll be on something. And then it was on Netflix. I was like, oh, shit. Cool. Yeah, it was on nothing. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for my part because I got to do, like, a, well, it's like, I don't want to say crime light, but it's like, like, if you were to mix, like, full crime, but then you, like, also put Diet Coke in your crime, like, cool. Diet Crime and full Coke, and you're like, I'm healthy. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm going to land today. Sick. Okay. I'm ready. Go. Let's do it. What are you going to... I'm I'm excited. Is it going to be, like, a weird urban legend, or... Yeah, so I thought, I like... Because I think urban legends are kind of cool. So I thought I'd touch on, like, what urban legends are and, like, how we look at urban legends today. And then I had, like, a fun little story. So what urban legends are defined as is, like, humorous or horrific stories or information. And they're told, like, it's true. So a lot of the time, it's things like, oh, I know someone who knows someone. Like, there's there's never usually, like, hey, this actually happened to, like, my best friend. It's always, like, oh, I know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Mm-hmm. And this is how it is. And it's usually always, like, a cautionary tale or, or something that happens at the end. Um, And so, like, when I thought about Urban Legends, I was reminded of this show. And I'd love to do a topic of it. But do you remember, do you remember Freaky Stories? Oh, my God. Yeah, with Maurice. Maurice and, like, Larry or something. Yeah, Larry and Maurice. And Maurice was, like, a mealworm. And Larry he's like a, was... He's a maggot and a cockroach. Yeah, exactly. So good. Yeah, oh my God. so... It happened to a friend that, of a friend of mine. That whole show was basically, like, little cartoons of urban legends. So I was like, that's so cool. So urban legends are actually, like, a little more common than I thought. Like, to me, I'm like, oh, they must be, like, so specific. They must be, yeah. like, A, B, and C. But, like, there are so many things that can qualify as an urban legend. So one thing I really liked is uh, people call it folklore. So it's, like, F-O-A-F lore because it stands mm-hmm. a friend of a friend. Yeah. So it's folklore. And I was like, that's hilarious. Isn't that a folklore? Folklore? Love nice, it. Nice, nice. Or more commonly on the internet now, they're known as creepy pastas. Oh, God. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Slender Man. Yeah, so like and that one was like, taken too far. I subscribe on Reddit to like our creepy pasta, and it came from like creepy, the word creepy, and then copy and paste, and then it just turned into like creepy and paste, and just turned into like creepy pasta. Yeah. So a lot of the times, like these can be depicted as like, do you remember when we used to get chain mail? Yes. That's an urban legend. Like you could be like, oh my god, if you don't copy this letter and send it to like five people, like. You're going to die. Dude, you should have led the beginning of this podcast because, yeah, this is all, yes. It's wild. Yeah. So crazy. So, like, a lot of the time, too, like, there's creatures that are depicted and they're urban legends. So, like, Yeti, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Loch Ness Monster, the Chupacabras, Krampus. I don't know. I'm kind of on board with the Loch Ness Monster. Like, a lot of these are all urban legends, though. And I was like, that's really crazy. Then I thought of an urban, like, I want to say it's an urban legend or just, like, people being dumb as fuck on the internet because it was debunked. 
But do you remember when they like upgraded iPhones and then people were like, oh, if you put your iPhone in the microwave, it'll charge it. Do you remember that? I do actually remember that and I never did it. No, because you got a fucking moron. It fried your phone. <sighs> but like that, I remember, like, I think of that kind of being like maybe an urban legend because it'd be like, what if? And then you're like, well, I'll just try it. And then you fucking blow your phone up. Same yeah. with like the Grimm in Harry Potter. That's a real urban legend is like Grimm's or like dark beasts with like eyes and you see them and then you're like, oh God, bad luck. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking cool. I love all these things. Same with uh, Bloody Mary. So if you look in your mirror and you say Bloody Mary three times, you'll invoke her spirit. And like to this day, I am 30 plus something. I have fucking never said that in a mirror. Neither have I. Like, I don't (laughs) fuck with Ouija boards, and I don't fuck with supernatural shit in my mirrors in my house. I don't care if no one believes me, but I fully, fully, fully grew up in a haunted house. Like, fully saw things, things moved. Oh my god, yeah, my high school best friend, I remember I slept over once, and she was like, her mom was like, oh, have a good night, and if you, like, see a light in the hallway, like, don't worry about it. That's just the ghost or something. And I was like, bitch, what? Yeah, so that was my house. I was, like, staring out her door, and I remember seeing a light, but then I wasn't sure if, like, maybe the fridge just got open. But I was like, this bitch's house is haunted for sure. Yo, so that was also my house. Not so much a light. It was a person that would pace up and down the hallway. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Uh, What I'm getting at is, yep, I believe all that. I believe all that, that, those things. So, mention. So, no Ouija boards. No oh, touch. Fuck. No touchy. Fuck. Even no. though it was created by Hasbro and it's a board game, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, nope. Just not going to fuck with it. Game? Don't wake daddy. I don't need to try and contact the fucking spirits. Yo, Thanks. Yeah. And I like when you, when you grew, yeah. When you grew up in a house like that, you're like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I've seen some shit. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I watched the craft and said, no. Lead is a feather, stiff as a board. So another one I thought of, this one was mentioned, like, in the movies, but, like, the call from inside the house. And then I thought of another movie. They're, they're, like, all connected. I didn't realize, like, there were so many things that were urban legends. But do you remember the movie, like, When a Stranger Calls? Yes. It's an Australian one, wasn't it? I love that movie. Um, Because the main character's name is Jill. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> Actually, like, that's... Pretty, yeah, it's my name is underrepresented in in the cinema, except for um, Tool Time. No, yes, and a a fun book series from when I was little called yeah. Jillian Jigs. Yeah, Jillian Jigs and her amazing, wonderful, miraculous pigs. It's like your room has been made in by pigs. And at the end of the book, there was a tutorial on how to make pigs out of old stockings. Yes, I love those books. I had all of them. Me too. So another one you touched on was Slenderman. That's a huge urban legend. And it's kind of like depicted as these like tall, like white, creepy, long arm, long appendages, long phalanges kind of guys. And they like hang out. And there is a Slenderman case. But yeah. that is not what I decided to cover. Yeah, that one's about that it, one like, sucks. Really hard because, well, also like Slenderman actually spooks me because to tie this to another urban legend... 
which actually like I feel like came out before the idea of Slenderman but in there's an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and there's these characters called the gentlemen and they're like and they have like long white arms and bodies and these creepy smiles and they come to town and like the town goes silent yeah yeah and like when I think of Slenderman I literally just think of them that's what it is that's what I think that's but yeah well done so I decided to cover a case and I remember hearing this name all the time I remember hearing about this urban legend but I haven't thought about it in years so I'm talking about Cropsy. Yes. <laughs> like I saw the name and I was literally like recovered memory, but I don't know why. But like Cropsy. I watched the documentary on whatever I'm platform. A hundred percent sure I watched that documentary yeah. at some point. Yeah. Good. Good pick. Thank you. So Cropsy, if you don't know the the like urban legend behind it is that in the 1970s and 1980s on Staten Island, did I look up the reign of Staten Island? No, because I was too busy Googling other things. But I don't know what the reign in Staten Island is like. So I'm sorry to all of our listeners if that's the only reason you listen. They'll survive. So Cropsy is an escaped, I'm going to use some old terminology, but he's like an old mental patient. So he had been institutionalized. And he had escaped and he was living in the abandoned Willowbrook mental institution. And apparently he would like come out at night and like steal children and like steal teenagers and kids and people that were like out at night when they weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. So like it's the 70s and 80s. Most kids are like latchkey kids. They're not really being watched. But parents also like they don't want to be at home, but they also don't want their kids like out. So they tell them this kind of shit to make them stay home. Mm hmm. I was like, wow, scare tactics. I like it. Yeah. Well, yep. I mean, boomer, boomers. So there were two versions of Cropsy, and in one of them, he had, like, an axe. He'd, like, walk around with an axe and, like, steal children and, like, kill them. Or he also had, like, a hook for a hand. Okay. I have an uncle who has a hook for his hand. And as a child, it low-key scared me. I like it. It terrified me was he hot i don't know he's like my mom's uncle he's always been like 40 (laughs) years older than me dirty lady just checking i'm like maybe i'm it's a captain hook thing it's not my fault i'll dm your husband later so halloween don't you worry girl i got you uh he doesn't do anything fun don't worry about it don't worry he'll do it for free haircuts oh my god i'm like a you're right like i don't want to say a pimp but like am i Wow. Coordinator? Do it. Do it. Okay. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I got this. So, back in the 1970s. So, in 1972, Alice Pereira and her brother were playing in like a building lobby. So, like, these kids had just been like set free and they were running around and they were in a building lobby and her brother went away to check something. Like, just look at something. When he came back, Alice was gone. She's <laughs> five years old she's never been found so then in 1981 holly ann hughes had gone to the store with her friend to just hang out buy some stuff when a man had pulled up to them in a car grabbed holly ann and pulled her into the car so her friend came home she was reported missing and then holly ann was not found oh no she was seven years old 
Fuck. So then in 1983, Tia Heath Jackson, her mom had asked her to go to the store to buy some food and pick some stuff up. Mm-hmm. She went out to go get the food and she never came home. She was 11 uh, years old. That's it's terrifying. Oh my God. So like being missing and not being found is terrifying to me. I also think about that every time I look at the woods. I think about that every time I look at the ocean. I think about that every time I look at large bodies of water. I'm just like, there could be a body in here that will never be found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. No. So this one's a bit out of character, but in 1984, a man named Hank Garafferi, Gaffarillo, holy moly. So in 1984, Hank Gaffarillo was last seen at a local diner with a man, like having some food, and he never came home. He was 22 years old. But Hank had had some like learning, like disabilities. And so he actually had an IQ that was really in the low 70s. So there's reasons to believe he was a little more like trusting of people mm-hmm. or not fully understanding of the situation he was in. Yeah. So then in 1987, Jennifer Schweiger was out walking and she had been seen like walking with a man and she never came home. So she was actually a 12 year old girl who actually was born with Down syndrome. Oh, God. So. 35 days later, they found a body near the Willowbrook State School in a shallow grave, and it turned out to be Jennifer. So she was found. Near her body, they found a makeshift campsite. And after looking around and, like, investigating in it, in 1988, they arrested Andre Rand. So he was arrested for kidnapping and first-degree murder. Mm-hmm. So Rand actually has a sister, and in the documentary of Cropsey, like, she talks about their family, and she's like, like, our father loved us, our mother loved us, but she was eventually, like, institutionalized. Mm-hmm. Their father ended up dying. Um, but she's like, like, I was never abused. As far as I know, he was never abused. Like, we don't know why this would happen. Yeah. And he had actually had a job as a being a custodian at the Willowbrook State School in the 60s. Yeah. Almost 30 years prior, he had worked there. Interesting. Creepy, right? Yeah. So in 1988, he was tried for first degree murder and kidnapping. The jury did find him guilty on kidnapping, but couldn't agree on the murder charges. So they sentenced him to 25 years to life for the kidnapping with no eligibility for parole for Ele- 20 years. Eligibility. 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 Correct. You know what? I'm so bad at words. Just let me have this. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I was reading it and I was like eligibility. I feel like am I feel like finding Nemo. Amanemony. Amanemony. You know. This is a win for me. Yeah, fucking Jill forty-eight. Kelsey one. <laughs> Correct. So 
basically can't get parole till 2008. But what happened was in 2004, he ended up being charged with the kidnapping of Holly Ann, who was the second girl to go missing. And because in New York, there is no statute of like limitations or whatever on kidnapping charges. So like how, you know, with some cases, it's like you have to go for it in five years or else we're never going to help you again. Like there isn't that kidnapping. So I guess enough evidence had been collected that they could go after him for Holly Ann and they fucking found him guilty. So he was sentenced for another 25 years to life sentence, which means this man will not be eligible for parole until 2037, and he'll be 93 years old. Oof. So I was like, that's kind of crazy. I had, like, I remember watching the documentary, but after I watched Urban Legends, I was like, your girl is feeling all types of feels already. We do not need to watch a documentary about a murderer. Yeah. But, like, it's it's so weird how, like, I, there's so many urban legends in your life that I never really think of. And now I'm sitting here like, whoa, is anything I believe in real? Yeah, mostly no. People think the moon landing is an urban legend. People think that the COVID vaccine is microchips. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, if I could magnetize, my life would be easier. So, like, where would that vomit? Uh, call this bitch Magneto because I'm just, like, walking around the town. Swing, swing. Exactly. Just yeah. Fuck, I wish. If this, I have seen X-Men so many times. <laughs> like, I already tried to turn my bangs white. Where are my fucking superpowers? Uh, vaccine. I also did that in, like, 2006. So. Like, where's my powers? It's not fair. Every time I get a vaccine, I just want powers. Yeah, not going to happen. Sorry. Just science. You're just getting science. Just science. Not like the fun science or your magic. I'm glad we covered urban legends, too, because I feel like like the pumpkin spice latte just was like it just came back out. The weather's getting a little bit chillier. And I was like, it is like the perfect time to not watch like spooky movies, but like creepy movies creepy well i was good on though like i like i rewatched it i'm like yeah this movie's stupid but enjoyable yeah it's basically halloween yeah. so it's and it's also again like i brought up already but it's like we <laughs> like thank god that we are intelligent enough to seek therapists because like as women growing up in that era we never stood a chance oh my god i'm amazed i came out as like functional as i did Mm. could you imagine if we were both like cisgendered white guys <gasps> we'd be so powerful i would love to experience that for like one day i want to be like a bro named chad who wears a polo what's it oh, like God. me too and a puka shell necklace <gasps> and a puka shell necklace i want to jo- look like i work at hollister in the early 2000s I, yeah joshua jackson Ugh. yeah <laughs> hundo Mad Nick Carter. Mad Hundo. No, nah, he's kind of a baby face. He probably had a little bit of a go. A little bit. Yeah. But I like if anybody else knows any other urban legends, like I want to hear them. Obviously, we're gonna cover freaky stories at some point, so I don't want to get into those. 
because like I would love to rewatch the fucking shit out of that show. So would I. Oh, the maggots um, slimy. Ooh, it was so good. Puppets, puppets hit differently. Puppets uh, hit so differently than CGI. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna close this with there's no urban legends about a fucking vaccine. Just go get your stupid shot. Don't be dumb. And if you're not gonna get it, like just be responsible. Like yo. My Uncle Gordy had polio. Like, I saw that firsthand. He was, like, ruined. Like, we, like are, we, I think we've just been too spoiled. <laughs> yeah, life's too easy. If you, like, don't want it, that's fine. But just know your life's about to get a little more limited because we need to, like, nip this in the bud because clearly what we've been doing has not been working. No, we failed the fire alarm. Yo. Mm-hmm. The fire drill. We failed the fire the drill. The plane was going down and they said, okay, and we all went, no. Yeah, we failed the fight. We, we all argued for other... Somebody said, that oxygen mask looks nicer than the one I was given. Can I have that one? And then we all started fighting. We failed the fire drill. <laughs> like, uh, but questions, comments, concerns, urban legends, or like, if you just want to say, hey, you can contact us at deepnerder at gmail.com. I would love to get mail that isn't just like Pottermore res- registration letters and Brit saying hi, but I would love more than that. Well, uh, or you can contact us on on Instagram too at Deep Nerder. Also contact us to say hi to Brit. Yeah. Also or- rate and review us. We would love fives. And if you don't want to give us five, just send me an email so we know how to improve to become a five. Or just email us to tell us how much cats are good. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Cats yeah. only. And that Justin is wrong. Lucky I don't have a microwave. No, okay, thanks for listening. (gasps) Bye. 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 Bye.